To get down to business on the weekend's number one business program. Known as the king of networking, your host, Shalom Klein, has worked with thousands of entrepreneurs and created countless jobs. So, to success, let's get down to business. And indeed, we are all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here on with Get Down to Business. And I'm your host, Shalom Klein. And remember, you can always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you will not want to miss. So let's jump right in with an amazing, outstanding entrepreneur. Uh, I'll I'll save the titles um, because we're going to talk to the one and only uh, Craig Hanley. And he's going to share with us um, maybe the the beginning of of the secret to building and living your dreams that you probably don't know. Uh, I've been reading up on Craig for the past while, and I am inspired by his story. Um, and his drive and motivation. So without further ado, Craig Henley, welcome to the program. Hey, how are you? Good to be here. I, I'm wonderful. It's great to have you. Uh, you there are so many titles that can be uh, put on you, uh, Craig. And uh, we were introduced by a very good friend of mine, uh, Justin Breen, great friend of the program. And uh, I've been spending time looking at your website, uh, checking out a lot mm-hmm. of your music, and uh, I'm inspired. So I love to always start by getting to know the person behind the microphone. Craig, can you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Uh, sure. Sure. I mean, uh, I think all my life I've wanted to be a musician, I think from high school, but I didn't have the money to do it. So uh ended up joining the military to try to get money for college, which it, it was $750 a month or so, but it, it was good, but it wasn't quite enough to do the dreams that I wanted to accomplish. So I ended up being an entrepreneur throughout the years. I built a lot of different things that uh, got lucky and had some success here and there. And uh, I think, you know, and I'm, I'm trying to give you the 50 foot version, not the, not going so high up that people can't keep up. But over the years, I, I really wanted to inspire others to live their dreams. So I built the program. I own a call center in Mexico called Listen Trust with about a thousand people. And I started hiring them. And then the first thing I would do is train them to quit and go after their dreams, which inspired a best-selling book called Hired to Quit, Inspired to Stay, which made bestseller in five categories. And really immediately after that, my employees did an intervention. So today they, they forced me to quit. They were like, you need to go live your dreams. So I started writing music. And today I, uh, I have songs with some very major artists, uh, songs that are going to be coming out in movies. I pursued my dream of acting. I was just in a movie with Cuba Gooding Jr. Uh, in January that'll come out in November. Um, of course, author, entrepreneur. I do have a lot of titles, but I think the one I'm most proud of is I just love being creative, uh, you know, and, and using my my brain that uh, I've been gifted uh, in many different creative ways to create opportunities for others, which in turn create opportunities for me. Wild. So like I said, lots of titles can be uh, can be put on uh, Craig Hanley, including, uh, you know, veteran, including uh, including entrepreneur and songwriter. Let's talk about the songwriter piece for a moment, because I was just reading a little bit um, online that you still spend time um, writing a, a lot of music uh, on a regular basis. Can you tell us a little bit about the behind the scenes of what you're what you're sort of working on right now? Yeah, well, so. 
I kind of broke it apart in order to, so my goal, I'm going to win many Grammys. I will. And uh, my goal, of course, to do that, I had to have a plan. So the first plan was to show off a library of music. So I literally, I write three songs every week and I'm a big fan of mentors. And I think probably most of your listeners have mentors or masterminds they're part of. And so I immediately hired songwriters that have had better accolades than I have. And I started really learning from people who are better than me. I also went back and put the time in, right? 10,000 hours. So from my infomercial days and from my days of, of marketing, I was pretty good with hooks. I knew how to write a catchy hook. My verses, though, I didn't really have any science behind it. And I think in business, one thing everybody realizes and everybody learns as they mature in business is that having a repeatable process, you know, is one of the secrets to business success. So I went and studied every hit song from 1960 or so on that was up for some song of the year, Grammy nominated song of the year. And I started to write my own rule book as to what creates a hit song. And I learned that in the past, you had a certain amount of time to catch their attention. Well, today, it's six to eight seconds. And so you have to think in six to eight second increments as you're writing music. And what do you have to do within those six to eight seconds? Well, you have to write a song that has all of the push and pull in the production, all of the tension and release in the writing. But there are five components that I realize belong in every song. And one is catch their attention within eight seconds. Number two is put a little stupid in every song. What I mean by that is you've got to have the oohs or the ahs or just something that doesn't make sense. You know, like Adele does the go easy on me, baby. You know, it's that type of stupid, you know, that I'm talking about. And then when you write your music, you have to write it conversational. But in order to think in eight second increments, you have to think as a snapshot of the brain and understand that that the psychology that you put into copywriting and other things is the same psychology that goes into writing a hit song. So you have to write every four to eight verses need contrast, meaning I was feeling down, so I got high. Down, up, right? Cold, hot. Just You have to have contrast in every four to eight bars, and that was in almost 90% of the hit songs that were nominated. Also, uh, emotional visuals. You can't just be wearing pants. You have to be wearing uh, green corduroys or white painter pants. Or So your brain has to not only write in a conversational prose, but within that conversation to connect the, the psychology that the brain needs, the up, down, the contrast, and then the emotional visuals to get the snapshots, you have to be able to not only write in a conversational manner, but to, but to put those pieces and elements within the song. If you can do that, you can write a hit song. And so all I did was basically write a rule book and then started applying it. And all of a sudden I'm meeting with some of the, some of the biggest artists in the world. Now, I know I, I want to let you talk here in a minute, but I've combined that with my marketing brain. So what I did was I said, well, now that I've got great music, only 5% of new music breaks. Why is that? Am I going to work with independent artists or am I only going to try to work with Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift, which they write their own music for the most part. But, um, but those are pretty high names to get into and break into. So what I did was I then used my marketing prowess and built something called Song Launch, and Song Launch allows me to do for about 100000 what a record label might do for a million. And so I've built Song Launch that I'm now testing. I uh, became partners with Charlie Walk, who's the former CEO of Republic Records, who um, I rebuilt his Music Mastery program with him. So we're now helping other artists go through artist development through Music Mastery. And uh, I've 
dump myself into the NFT marketplace because if you can combine music and art, by all means, I've got a video game company I'm working with that wants to launch about 50 artists within their video game as an Easter egg, where you find something that creates an action and then a painting opens up and the music, the, the, the creation of the art becomes a music video. And as a gamer, you would win the art as an NFT along with some royalties from the record. And we're working with everybody from the weekend down to unknowns. So I'm doing a lot. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> you sure are. You sure are. You're, you're doing a lot. Um, I'm inspired by, again, the, the music and really where you <clears throat> combined music and entrepreneurship. And I want to spend the last minute talking about marketing for a moment, because as you mentioned, you are the co-founder of uh, Listen Trust um, and, uh, and uh, Listen Up uh, Espanol, um, which was yeah. named number and, one and in business clothes. products and service. And, yeah, and, and social clothes. I was about to get there. And, and you know, so you are... You are certainly the marketing guru. Um, so we'll, we'll spend another, we'll have another conversation where we'll dive deeper into those businesses. But if folks remember nothing else from this conversation, what is the number one bit of advice that you have for an aspiring entrepreneur tuning into the program? This is my number one advice. Um, treat people as if they're already multimillionaires and billionaires. Believe in their dream and support them unconditionally. At Social Close, we do an audit for free. And I have a strategy that I'll build for them that I used to spend a full day, you know, consulting and then creating this strategy, which I would charge $10,000 for. Today, I give it away. My whole goal in social close is to help others grow and succeed in business. What I found is that when I do these strategies for people, 30 to 40% of them will hire my team to execute. The other 60% just become friends. And that is enough. When you create relationships in the world, karma comes back and helps you out tenfold. So my, my number one advice to others is help others and stop thinking about what's in it for me. Because if you just make friends and create relationships, they will help you in your journey. I've never expected a business person that I helped who didn't hire me to refer me to you know, a famous artist. You never know what's coming back on the other end if you're the right type of person. So that's my number wow. one advice. That's awesome. Well, I could spend days talking to you, Craig Handley, but how can we get in touch with you and your team? Uh, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm Craig Handley on all of socials. So uh, I, I stole those before the other Craig Handleys. And then I'm just Craig at social close is uh, an easy email. And I even think my cell phone number is published online. So no big deal. <laughs> well, Craig Handley, thanks so much for sharing your passion and expertise. We've got to squeeze in a quick break here on the show. All about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show at Small Business Jobs and Entrepreneurship. I am so excited, thrilled. In fact, I've been counting down the weeks until I've been able to have this amazing guest, this Joe Applebaum. Um, he's the CEO and founder of Ajax Union, a B2B digital marketing agency in Brooklyn, New York. I've been hearing about Joe for a very long time now um, as uh, he is very active on social media because he practices what he preaches. And that's exactly what I want him to share with you, our amazing listeners today on Get Down to Business. First of all, Joe, welcome to the program. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm excited to be here. Absolutely. You've been featured on so many um, media outlets, and I know you are a self-described marketing strategist, but I love to get to know the person behind the microphone. Joe, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became so passionate about marketing. 
when I was uh, growing up as a teenager, I watched my mother struggle in her store on the Lower East Side. I don't know, Shalom, if you've ever been into the Lower East Side of Manhattan, but sure very popular. Uh, my parents had a store there, a little boutique store, and I saw her struggle for many years trying to make a living. She had a women's clothing store. And as I watched her as a teenager, I used to go to her store to help her out, and I couldn't help her. She was very focused on trying to get lucky. Unfortunately, after 10 years of trying to get lucky, she went out of business. And so when I started getting involved in business, for me, it wasn't so much about luck because I didn't really believe so much in luck. I believe that if you have the right strategy, that's how you're going to be successful. And now I always say the right strategy will save you a decade. So when I started my business, I said, you know what? I want to build a multi-million dollar business and I need to come up with a plan on how to do that. And so within three years, we became one of the fastest growing companies in the U.S. And I attribute that to strategy. The right strategy will save you a decade. And energy without strategy is a waste of time. So now at our marketing agency, we actually help our clients come up with a solid strategy to be able to help them be successful. I failed many times in my life. And often when I look back at my failures, Often it has to do with me lacking the right strategy and as a result of not having the right strategy, not taking action. Now we do a lot of LinkedIn training and artificial intelligence training for our clients. And what we find is a lot of our clients, before they start working with us, they're not taking action, not because they're lazy, not because they're not intelligent, but it's because they're lacking a strategy. And if you had the right strategy, if you knew exactly what buttons to push, if you knew exactly who your target market was, what messaging you should give them. If you had your assets in place, if you knew exactly what to do, you would do it. The thing is, we often don't know exactly what to do because there's so many different things that you could be doing in your business to grow it or to be successful. And so just like weight loss, I lost 100 pounds. I've written five books. I've overcome many, many challenges and fears. But what I tell, what number one thing is have a strategy. <laughs> I love it. And, you know, Joe, I think about this, a lot um, regarding the idea of having a strategy or replace that term strategy with a budget um, or a business plan and so on. You know, so often a lot of folks tend to, like you said, jump right in without a strategy, without a budget, without a business plan. And then they wonder why they struggle. But it, on the flip side, Joe, I want to I wanna play devil's advocate for a moment. So often I do see people that spend way too much time spending years sometimes on each of those documents, if you will, in, in developing too much of a strategy and they actually, they run out of money or they run out of the energy or the capabilities to execute. So Joe, what's that sort of fine balance that you need to have? Or maybe the solution is hiring a firm like yours that can help you help you with that um, and help you in those areas. What were your thoughts on that? My thoughts are if your strategy is too complicated, you're never going to be able to execute on your strategy. It needs to be so simple that you could write it on the back of a napkin and then you can start executing on it. The key is for you to spend 20% of your time thinking and strategizing, not in your business, but on your business, and then spend 80% of your time executing on it. Execution is the most important thing in terms of getting results, but execution without strategy, it just means you're going all over the place. A lot of business owners, they either spend 80% of their time on strategy and they don't take any action, or they spend 100% of their time taking action and they don't spend any time meeting with their employees, meeting with their coaches, sitting down and really thinking about how they can get to their goals. If you spend the right mix, which I think it's the 80-20 rule, the Pareto principle, spend 20% of your time strategizing, 
and really 20% of your time. You'll be surprised how much time that really is. It's so much time. If you're spending 10 hours a day working and you're spending two hours on strategy, that's a big investment of time that you're making each day or each week or each month on strategy. But that will help you be able to know the direction that you need to go in by analyzing, by working on it, and by keeping things simple. K-I-S-S. -S, keep it simple. And so if you keep it simple and you have a solid strategy, but you're taking massive action, you're going to start getting results. So true. Absolutely. So, Joe, uh, I, I really want to learn more about your agency, your firm, where uh, it's, I know you've you sort of uh, harnessed all of the energy that you have. And uh, shameless plug, I encourage everybody to Google you and we'll, we'll share uh, your website in just a few moments. But you're very active on social media, sharing tips, advice, information, which are so helpful. Um, but now you have a team, uh, a pretty dynamic team that's helping businesses like, uh, like uh, those that are owned by many of you amazing entrepreneurs tuning in. Um, but uh, tell us a little bit about what your firm does. So my firm, Ajax Union, works with companies that need a better strategy, and we help them identify their strategy, help them build their assets, and build their marketing funnel before we start sending traffic through search engines, social media, through email marketing. Before we start doing any of that for our clients, all the digital marketing activities, we first build a strategy and build out a marketing funnel. If you go to ajaxunion.com, you'll be able to watch a 20-minute video on how the marketing funnel works. Because a lot of people, they have a website and they're sending top of the funnel uh, prospects, someone that's coming to your website and they're fresh and they don't really understand who you are and what you do. They're sending them bottom of the funnel messages. They're telling them to buy now, buy now, buy now. And those people are not ready to buy. Think about first time you walk into a networking event, someone trying to sell you, you get this icky feeling. What you want to do is you want to build a meaningful relationship with that prospect or potential client. So they start learning from you. And that's how you're going to get them in the door and nurture them from there. So that's what we do for our clients. We build strategic nurturing systems. And if someone can't afford our services, we also have a LinkedIn training business called Evergreen. So if you go to my uh, LinkedIn profile and send me a connection request, I can send you more information about that. You can find me on LinkedIn at www.joelinkedin.com. I bought a domain that sends you directly to LinkedIn because I'm on many of these podcasts all the time and people say, how do we find you? I'm not gonna pronounce my last name, but if you go to J-O-E, Joe, LinkedIn.com, you can find me on LinkedIn, you can send me a connection request. Just make sure to note in the note that you heard me on this radio show and I'd be happy to connect with you. I have over a thousand people waiting to connect with me on LinkedIn. And the other thing I wanna say is now ChatGPT and AI is all the rage. So we created a new course about how business owners and professionals can use artificial intelligence for their business so if you go to newaicourse.com, that's N-E-W-A-I-course.com, you can learn more information about our artificial intelligence course where we teach you how to brainstorm, how to research, how to create strategies, how to do so many different things with artificial intelligence. Sean. That's wild. Um, innovative, and that's why we love you, Joe. Um, amazing. I love the, uh, love the website directing you uh, immediately to your LinkedIn. So we're at the point in the conversation as we start to wrap up um, that we want to provide real tips, real advice, real information that folks can put into practice in the week ahead. So you touched on LinkedIn, you touched on a lot of marketing um, best practices, but if folks remember nothing else from this conversation, um, which will hopefully be the first of many, um, what would you like them to, again, remember and put into practice in the week ahead that will allow them to be more successful? On LinkedIn, I wrote today is you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. James Clear from Atomic Habits said that and, and really resonates with me. And as a business owner, 
you need to understand where the systems are in your business so that you can become more profitable. What in your business is repeatable? What in your business is automatic? What in your business is reoccurring? Do you have the right meetings? Do you have the right coach? Or do you have the right people in the right seats on the bus? And so I want you to think about in the areas of sales and marketing, the areas of operations, the areas of finance, do you have the right systems and processes in your business? And if you don't, now's the time to look at the bottlenecks, to look at the issues in your business and to help be able to create better strategies, better systems, better processes. We do this from a sales and marketing standpoint for our clients. You can apply this to all the different areas of your business and you can apply to the areas of your personal life to be a more effective entrepreneur as well. And that's super important because in small business, um, we find that so much is linked together between our personal and our professional lives. I'll talk more about that in a couple of minutes on the program about accounting. Um, but Joe, uh, you've shared a lot. And one of the most important homework assignments is that people need to get in touch with you. You've shared it once already during your LinkedIn, but how can we learn more about you and, uh, and Ajax? If you want to find out more about Ajax Union, go to www.ajaxunion.com. If you want to learn more about me, you can look at my LinkedIn profile at www.joelinkedin.com. That's joelinkedin.com. If you send me a message, mention this radio show so that I know that you heard me here. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Really excited to be here. Absolutely, Joe. Appreciate you uh, joining us. We've got to squeeze in a very quick break, some headlines, commercials. When we come back, more small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm your host, Shalom Klein, and we're back, and we are talking all about small business accounting, and that is because it is almost tax season. So you may hear me harping on this concept over and over and over again, and that's because it has come up now over the past 10 years of hosting this show that... Uh, you would think that no matter how many times you do it, you'd think you'd learn something. Um, but it seems like every year it's like a ton of bricks hit us. And it's like, oh my gosh, this again, I got to get this done. I've got to get my taxes filed. And whether that's for your small business or whether it's for your personal life, for your family, uh, you know, documenting your monthly expenses, getting your tax pa papers in order, taking care of your bills, organizing your accounting back office, it's, it's pretty painful, and there's a lot of things that you need to do. So I, just over the next few minutes, I want to talk about a couple of clear and manageable goals that can help make sure that this process gets maybe a little bit easier this year in 2023. I'll post all these tips on my website, shalomkline.com. Um, but let's start with expenses. Overspending can be the bane of whether it's your business or your family, However, it's important to note that not all expenses provide the same value. Remember that every dollar spent takes the company one step further away from profit. When you start up your business, you want to keep a close watch on all of your expenses. Understand that the benefit gained from every expense and document it oh so carefully. Choose an accounting structure. Deciding which accounting structure you use for your small business is not your accountant's prerogative alone. You want to consult your accountant on which accounting method to choose from. Uh, basically, it's cash-based accounting or accrual-based accounting. Cash-based accounting, in a nutshell, is, uh, is when companies document revenue when the money is received. They, they record expenses when the cash is paid 
cash-based accounting is perfect for smaller businesses and professional service firms that are not holding inventory. But on the flip side of that, accrual-based accounting is when income is reported when earned, not when the cash is received. The expenses are documented when money is incurred, not actually paid. Accrual-based accounting is suitable for significantly larger and more complex businesses with inventory or shareholders and investors. So let's talk about automation. I'm a very big fan of automation. Automation is one of the golden accounting tips for startups. Many accounting and bookkeeping activities are repeated, such as calculating mileage payments for staff reimbursements, documenting utility bills in a centralized database, tracking invoices sent to customers, following up on late invoices, and paying staff salaries each and every month. You want to make your life easier by using a unified accounting project management solution to track expenses, generate custom reports, and send invoices automatically. Categorize your expenses. It matters. Tracking business expenses can make or break your business. And keep an eye on the credit. This is one of the last things I'm going to touch on in this segment. One of the most common signs of an insolvent business is an inability to make payments on time. It may struggle with poor credit score, lack of funding, or difficulty fulfilling its working capital needs. When companies use bank finance to fund their daily operations, they often struggle to pay back the high interest debt. Do adequate due diligence before taking on any external funding. And when setting your financial goals, consider three distinct elements. The past, present, and future. Going full steam ahead without a financial forecast is a waste of time and money. In fact, I just read this. An Institute of Business Forecasting and planning study confirms that businesses can save up to $3.5 million per year with the accurate financial forecasting. Companies need to create and maintain accurate financial forecasts that keep finances in tip-top shape. This will answer questions such as, what will our annual sales be in the next two years? What will the percentage increase in customers be in the coming five years? Will the company break even in the next accounting period? And do we have enough staff to handle client projects for the next year? And the last thing that I'm going to share, I promise you the last thing is, Make sure you keep your business and your personal banking separate. Getting a business bank account is one of the first steps you should take as a small business owner. Put this on your to-do list. When you, once you get a social security number as a sole proprietor or an EIN as a professional service firm founder. Here are some reasons for separating your personal and business banking. Having clear visibility into business cash flows. Saving time by not scrambling through endless bank statements to identify and differentiate individual and business transactions. Keeping tax-related documentation clear and ready, and avoiding legal responsibility for your business debts. Remember, you need to consult with an accountant for each and every major decision that you make because it really does matter. It really will help you, again, uh, be profitable and keep your business in tip-top shape. But also, don't forget about your lawyer. Your lawyer is really important for, again, establishing your EIN, your employer identification number, and so many of the things that we've talked about over the past few minutes of making sure that your accounting and your books are in tip-top shape. Um, as we approach a very, very important tax deadline for businesses, it often will be in mid-March for individuals and sole proprietors will often be in mid-April. But again, consult with your accountant to make sure you're staying current and relevant on local tax regulations and laws. Again, I'll post all these tips, advice, and information as well as a, uh, a this podcast um, once it's available on my website, shalomkline.com. But speaking of podcasts, you can make sure you don't miss a single episode by going to your favorite podcast app, subscribe, 
rate, review, and share. It makes it easier for others to find this show. Again, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We're going to come right back in just a moment. A quick break. You're listening to Get Down to Business. Go to my website, shellandkline.com. Don't touch that dial more. Small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We're going to return in just a moment. 